What's up, James? What's up, Josh? What are we listening to? Bears Beat on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR, Kutztown. I think it's worth noting that uh, you're literally reading from a piece of paper that is directly stationed right about five feet above your head. And that's exactly what the paper says. The radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR, Kutztown. Say that every single time. I say it all the time. I do. You're supposed to. Yeah, I do. We do. Absolutely. But as James so kindly mentioned, you're listening to the Bear Speak right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KOR Kutztown. That's James Munster. I'm Josh, too. Still recovering from that eight hour bus ride. I think it was more like 10 hours, but. Yeah, all the, took the big trip up to Slippery Rock, and of course you have to count for the ride back. So yeah, about a total of ten hours. But you know, Josh, it was worth it. Absolutely, it was well worth it. It was a struggle, to say the least. It was a long bus ride, but we made it. I think I got up about like four thirty in the morning. Yeah, I got up at four thirty. You know, the bus left campus around six. And we arrived up at Slippery Rock around 11, so yeah, definitely a long morning. It was a long morning, but we got there. We made it in one piece. But James, a lot going on this week. I mean, finals week coming up, the week before finals, but with sports specifically, a lot picking up right now. I mean, it's this weird crossover time. We mentioned it a couple weeks ago, this weird crossover time of winter sports with fall sports still going on. I mean, I mean you could say that, but, like... There's only one team from the fall still playing, but... Yeah. That team is the talk of the town. The football team, man. Oh, First my. Final Four birth in history. So, this is the first time Kutztown ever had this situation where the football team is still playing while basketball and all winter sports are in full form. I mean, that's a good thing, though, but it does cause some... <laughs> like, it's hard to talk about as a sports talk show here at Kutztown, what to give her time. But but obviously, our football team is what we're going to be talking about. Oh, we'll be talking a lot about that um, coming up in about 10 minutes. But, James, a lot going on this weekend. Let's just dive right into it. I mean, we we had almost sort of a uh, split squad, dare I say, uh, with... um, our newest member of the sports team, Tommy, broadcasting basketball on Saturday we, while we were out in Slippery Rock um, broadcasting football. So um, he did get to see a lot of what the men's basketball action, uh, what was going on with that. Um, women's basketball playing in the doubleheader. Uh, what I think is well worth noting, though, is the uh, the idea that, I mean, just Goodstown basketball, man, they are off to a tough Tough, tough, tough start. Yeah. One in five. No, excuse me. One, one in six. One in six on both sides. That's. Yeah. I mean, that's that's under a two hundred winning percentage right now. That's a combined two and twelve does not look good for our basketball program. No, and it does not. I mean, considering the fact that, you know, the women's basketball two two years ago made it um, to the NCAA playoffs. Men's basketball. I mean, they're just always trying to rebuild. Um, I mean, they can never 
they, they they've been struggling now for the past uh, I'd say three years, um, which which is is tough to watch. Um, I mean, you have a good staff over there with Bernie Driscoll leading the charge, but it's always tough watching that program struggle because I mean they have good players. Let's let's be honest with ourselves, they do. It's just something's not clicking, and I I, I don't know what it is, but uh, Bernie Driscoll is definitely going to find the answer sooner rather than later. I think. Let's take a deeper dive into um, the doubleheader action. Let's start off with Friday afternoon. Yeah, they lost to Edinburgh, and we we talked last Monday how this would be a big game to to yeah. kind of like seek seek the future of our men's basketball team for their uh, with their first game in PSAC play. And Edinburgh was an opponent that we kind of looked at the stats and figured they had a chance against them. And I mean, it was very close. I think. Um, they ended up losing by around four points. But, yeah, seventy-one sixty-seven. But, man, what a momentum swinger for our, our season! As this was our chance to really start building momentum into PSAC play, and it just it just did not go our way. I mean, you're up by five at the half, and you you drop that lead. I mean, that's that's, that's the talk of Kutztown. They they always seem to have a lead at half. And yeah, this I don't know. You said uh, Bernie Driscoll, uh, he's got to find ways to win, but. I think that's his main talk. I mean, you you find ways to get the lead, but you just you can't close out the game. I feel like it's the same discussion though, every single game, James. Where I mean, it's just Kutztown basketball. I mean, they're always leading at the half, and then they can't close it out. I mean, it's always it's almost like the the discussion we have with football saying, well, they, they sometimes they have that tendency to take off the third quarter. More or less, you could translate that football discussion into basketball, but I think you could take it a step further and say. It's now been a uh, trend. It's been a it's been a custom that just every second half they always. Uh, I mean, something falls apart. I'm not really sure what it is, but something falls apart. I mean, it's. I mean, it's you know, it's tough to watch because I mean it's you know they're a great group of individuals. I mean they're they're all good basketball players. You can't take that away from them, but it, it's. I mean. Yeah, you just mentioned how great yeah. our basketball team has been doing. But I think we have to take a break here for a little bit, right? Well, we got to read a KUR notebook. So, actually, the KUR notebooks are right in that white binder right there. So, if you if you want to be so kind as to read one for us. All right. Attention, KU students. Did you know undergraduate research and creativity gives you many of the resources needed to publish and present your work at regional, national, or international levels? To learn more, please visit www.kutztown.edu slash UGRC. You can also stay up to date on conferences and publication opportunities by following UGRC on Instagram at UGRC underscore KU. You forgot the last part. This message of community interest brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Flawless. My first ever KUR notebook. Well... Well, that's your practice because you'll be reading one a little bit later too. I'll let you do. I'll let you do the honors. But Thanks, Josh. Yeah, no, but I was no, just about no, to, no problem. Hey, all right, let's hear. We it. So rudely interrupted by my notebook. I was just about to back off of what you said. How we can't seem to keep these leads, but it's it's no like product of how good our players have been playing. I mean, they've been playing great. I mean, our best player you can debate, Jalen Bryant, is averaging over twenty points per game. And I mean, every team needs that one great score. I mean, we're scoring points, as Jalen Bryan has proven that. And we, you, you mentioned this has been a real rebuild for Kutztown basketball over the past three years. But it, our recruits coming in, these young freshmen, are balling out too. I mean, 
Satter, Satterfield, I'd, I'd say, is having the season already. I mean, yeah, he two has of our, br- he's a bright future. Yeah, two of our best players, Jaden McGahee and Yamir Satterfield, playing a significant role on our basketball team. I mean, um, in that Friday game against Edinburgh, McGahee and Satterfield scored 12 and 10 points, combining for 22. I mean, those are double-digit scorers right there. So. Yeah, Jay McGee is really having a, a solid season. I mean, looking at that Friday matchup, I mean, 12 points uh, with, on top of that, a three-pointer from the arc, three free throw shots that accounted for three points. And, uh, I mean, he, he's just he's just one of the main workhorses. So, I mean, I would say arguably he took over one of those big jobs from uh, Kyrie Jenner, if you remember him. I would say he, he fits in nicely of the uh, mold that Jenner left on the program. And I think he's filling himself in really well. But I think uh, I think you know you mentioned Satterfield. I mean, we talked about where he where what high school he went to. I am uh, Charter. You know, the reigning state champions of the men's basketball in the PIAA. I mean, he was on that team. One of the biggest starters. Did you ever hear the name Justin Edwards? Do you know who that is? I have not, Josh. Uh, Justin Edwards um, went to Imitep Charter as well, and he. He's uh, now going to Division One school. He was getting NBA looks out of high out of high school. He was he was an unbelievable player to watch. But he really, um, well, he was on that starting five with um, Justin Edwards. Yumir uh, Satterfield's having a solid year already. Um, it, and I mean, looking at these stats, I mean, from the field they shot five hundred. Um, from the three point line, from the arc they didn't shoot that well, shooting only twenty six percent. Free throws they were shooting sixty sixty five percent. Uh, 30 rebounds. I mean, that needs to get higher. The The main killer, though, 15 turnovers. I mean, that, that has to get fixed. You can't say any more about that. Seven steals, that's not bad. Um, yeah, I think the the biggest – I mean, you just mentioned steals, how they, they can they're – bar- they're pretty good in that department, steals and blocks. And um, Cameron Roberts, who is a, a second-year player, sophomore here at Kutztown, who we knew is going to have to develop into one of those players that – plays a key role on our team and I mean he's been putting up good stats as well yeah he led KU in steals on Friday against Edinburgh and blocks with three steals and two blocks so we're doing we're doing well in that department as well absolutely I I, I mean I I think you're I think you hit hit it right on the nail um I mean you know it's just the parts are there it's just you need to start combining them to make a, a stronger unit i think that's yep. what it's going to come down we're to t- we're two games in a psac play so we're zero and two and psac if i'm right yeah um so and the season I, is it's, still alive. it's not psac east play it's psac oh West. so it, so it doesn't go towards our oh um, no it goes play. to psac play don't get me wrong but it's okay it, it, but it's not psac east play so so, so when i know for football obviously the, your psac uh, record towards making the championship is only against PSAC East teams. Is that how it is in basketball too? Or so it's, it's, it's. I'm glad you brought that point up because it's it's a little bit different in basketball. Yeah, because we technically, as a yeah. football team, we technically lost to Cal PA this year, which is in the PSAC, but it didn't count towards our PSAC record. So no, you're, maybe you're t- right. No, maybe explain to the audience how the the PSAC record goes towards basketball compared to football. It, they just simply compare all of PSAC play when it comes to basketball. I mean, that's the only real difference, I would say. I mean, it, it doesn't make much sense. And, I, I mean, you do bring up a good point, but, I I mean, other than the, that's how that's how it goes, uh, I mean, that's that's all I can really tell I, you. I got what you mean. Yeah. So, so luckily for Cutstown, that's not how it is with football because we can debate that if, if that Cal PA loss counted towards our record, 
maybe we wouldn't have made the championship over a team like East Stroudsburg or um, another team with one loss. Who are they? Maybe Shepard. But we did yeah. be, we did beat both of them. So yeah. But um, James, I mean. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have time to talk about the Mercyhurst game. Um, hopefully, well, yeah, I just wanted to add one thing. But obviously, they had the tough loss against sure. Edinburgh, and um, the game that Tommy broadcasted while we were at Slippery Rock, they had another tough loss to Mercyhurst. We've been talking on and off about how they just can't hold leads, and the biggest stat to me in that game um, is Kutztown had a 32 to 22 lead um, after being down 8-0. They went on a 32 to 14 run. Like that's a big run. You build yeah. all this momentum. And just before half, Mercyhurst goes on a twenty-one to five run to end the first half. Just to, I mean, to, that's tough. To, there that's, you go. Once again, I mean, I feel like we're we're just rewriting the same story. I and mean, I'm, a lot of season ago, we talk about the talent this team has and how they could turn it around with these freshmen, with all this freshman talent, and of course, some of our veteran veterans such as Jalen Bryant. But they've got to pick it up. I mean, if they want to have chances at the playoffs, I mean, they're already owing too. Yeah, um, I I definitely um, I'm on the same page with you there, but um, it's tough. All right, James, I think we um, did enough justice for men's basketball. Looking at women's basketball quickly before the break, um, I'm going to save as much time as possible for football. Um, yeah, you you could take this one. I know they've been struggling as well. I mean, they, I mean, it's pretty much. I mean, looking at the uh, Edinburgh box score, I mean. You get off to a 19-12 lead. Um, you add six. You tie it up at 16-16 in the second quarter. Third quarter, Edinburgh takes a point, 14-13. I mean, the fourth quarter is where you lose that. I mean, it, literally, we're rewriting the same story once more. Um, Edinburgh 23-10. Um, that was the um, basically uh, nail in the coffin. Um, in that game, I mean, looking quickly at some stats, Ivy Herma, 14 points, Napoleon, 13, Casey Romoli, 7, Zara Zerman was 7. Um, I mean, it's it's one of those tough games. Um, Romoli um, was actually honored in that game, though. Uh, she did hit her 1,000 uh, points. And on top of that, uh, she now holds the record for uh, career blocks in the program for 200. So congrats wow, to wow, uh, that is impressive. Congrats to uh, Casey Romoldi. Uh She she had 10 rebounds in that game as well, along with um, you know that block that did uh, give her the 200th. Um, I mean, it, it's just it's the same. It's you know it's tough. Um, that's really all you can say about. Edinburgh game, Mercyhurst game. Um, I mean, Kutztown. I mean, Mercyhurst got the best of us, both men's and women's. That's yeah, I mean, say. that's 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 definitely tough. I mean, you you see them, you see them at home. You don't have to travel anywhere except out of your dorm, um, out of your housing to go to the court, and you know it's it's a tough loss. Um, I'm not going to put it any other way. Uh, now, Napoleon was 16 in that game. There's Herman with 11, Casey with eight, Abby with. Seven points. Uh, Layla Hurley, Taylor Gersh, each with a three-pointer. That was it. Uh, Nyan Pulliam counted for six six free throws. Arizona with five. Romoldi with four. Abby Herm with three. Romoldi with six rebounds. Herm with six. Pearson with five. Smellis with five. Yeah, it's before, the, it's yeah, the it's, same. I mean, it, like I, I feel like I'm... I'm repeating myself, but it's it, it genuinely does feel like that, and it's it's tough. 
before we take a quick break and transition to football, I just got to mention this one thing. Kutztown sure. football started the season off 0-2 and now is in the national semifinal. Fair enough. Both women's and men's basketball teams start the PSAC season 0-2. Maybe it's a maybe it's, maybe it's a, a sign. Maybe, maybe it's, it's a, sign, a trend. Josh. Okay, okay, fair so, enough. Let's take our break fair and now let's get to football. You know, I couldn't have said it better myself. You're you're telling me what to do today, and I I let's you know what let's take a break. I I think we got to take a break, Josh. No, I I um I think we do, James. So you can take us out of the break if you want. Here, I'll I'll let you do it. All right, Josh. We'll be back in just a just a few to talk about football in our national semifinal Kutztown Golden Bears. We're li- you're listening to the Bears beat on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. I'm James Munster. Um, Josh, too. We just talked about some men's and women's basketball here at Kutztown, but now for the talk of the town, Josh, our final four, Kutztown Golden Bears football team, and I could not be more proud to be here on- at Kutztown during finals week, you know. All the stress and everything. Yeah, I you know, it you gets- know, we need to take a break from talking about athletics. We were talking about this before we got in the show, and I was talking to everyone around, like a like my friends here on campus. Like, I feel like I'm literally drowning in schoolwork. Like, are you feeling the same way, or is it just? I me? mean, that's just the case with all colleges around the nation. You know, when it comes to these last couple of weeks, you know, you always get drowned with schoolwork. Like, I feel like I've been working on schoolwork forever, and like I've made no progress. I mean, What'd you say? You have like five papers for tonight? Well, I don't have to write five papers. It's like, so I mean, I have to write that one. And so I, I, I already started on this one paper, so that just needs to get done. I need to just. Read, read over it one more time, make sure it's good. Read over another paper. I need to do five journal entries tonight, so, I mean, and then, you know. But, you know, Josh, right after the show, we go to the library. Yeah, well. Get our, get our minds off some things, but, you know. And, like, that's, like, I think that does help a little bit. Like, working, I can't even. Like, like working with someone else, because, like, if I get off topic, hopefully you'll be like, hey, Josh, what are you doing? Let's <laughs> let's get to work. But, but yeah, uh, I, I was just about to add, I can't imagine what our football players are going through. You, you have all this stress of schoolwork. Imagine. Like, you're still a student even on the football team. Yeah. So they not only have their minds on all these assignments, but Colorado School of Mines is stare- staring at them right in the face. And, I mean, like, it's just so much. Like, it has to be an emotional roller coaster. I mean, we talked to Judd Novak on that amazing interview we had with him, and we one of our questions was, how do you deal with, like, the the such the stress and pressure of, being the starting quarterback for this football team while getting all your assignments done and like getting all your score done because that's like a side of being a student athlete that you don't get to talk about a lot and he just said you know he works around it with his schedule and everything and I mean he gets the job done he, I mean he, he definitely I think he gets good grades I think he's made oh um, yeah yeah. I, I think all I think all the football players get good yeah, grades. Yeah, there's a lot of good stats like, about that. Yeah, I, I y- y- like if you ever drive on that road um, right by the uh, rec center, they have like the stats about not only just the football player, but athletics as an overall, and the amount of the amount of dean's list athletes. I mean, it's yeah, so it's it, it's high. I'll say that. So, so as me and you were complaining about a schoolwork, let's just give a shout out to all our student athletes yeah, who have to absolutely. who have to devote so much time to perfecting their craft on the field where they might not get as much time to do their schoolwork. So shout out to them. And now let's just dive into our football team here. I mean, first team in Kutztown football history to make the Final Four. I mean, what do you got to say about that, Josh? So. We'll talk about the statistics of that game, but that was that was an emotional roller coaster. I mean, 
it, it genuinely w- yeah. it genuinely was because for both the players and the fans because let's be honest we talked about you know what was surrounding the game all throughout the week we we knew what what was going on with the game we we're not even going to talk about that i don't i don't want to talk about that at all um but um i mean you know i was extremely thankful that they did a fan bus out to the game um that was that was definitely one of the main reasons we actually got out there to cover that game. Um, I, I'll definitely say that. Um, you know, but it was an emotional roller coaster for a couple of reasons. So number one, I mean, we knew who we were going up against. It was The Rock. I mean, there there's only a couple of of people names that go by The Rock. I mean, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You know, okay, an ama- amazing person. Slippery Rock and even a great football team. I mean, it's just whenever you consider yourself the Rock, I feel like that adds like some sort of like epicness. Is that even a word? I don't know, Josh. You're really rambling right now. I I, I really I think I really am. But let me finish my point because it's it's gonna it's gonna be good. So I mean, it's an emotional roller coaster. You're going up against the best team which was considered by the Division Two committee. They thought this was their region to win. They thought Slipper Rock was going to win this region. They thought they were going to go on to great things. So all the fav- all the odds were not in Kutztown's favor. Not only did we have to go out on a five-hour drive to play the Slipper Rock in their own house, there was no favor in our odds except for ourselves. We Kutztown knew that we could go out there, handle business, and take care of it. And that's exactly what we did. I mean, it was just... There was a sense of school pride out there. I mean, first of all, Kutztown fans, I mean, they showed out. They showed out. I mean, you could debate out. our fans were louder than Slippery Rocks. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, we could... We were up... We were over on the other side of the press box calling the game. And their stands were packed. When Kutztown got a touchdown, I mean... And when Slippery Rock got a touchdown, there was a significant difference. You could tell. And not only that... Their their fans were the loudest. That our fans were the loudest there. I mean, Kutztown fans have been showing out all season long. We were up in Lockhaven. The place was packed with maroon and gold. We were up in Bloomsburg. That our sideline was packed with maroon and gold fans. I mean, just Kutztown fans know how to show out for our team, and I think that's one of the main reasons why we got so far is because we have a great fan base, and Kutztown is unbelievably grateful for that fan base. I mean, oh, I am. I mean, this is one of the greatest runs in Kutztown football history. They have not broken the record for the most wins in a season in Kutztown history and the longest win streak ever. Is it a 12-game win streak now? It's it's uh, yeah, it's 12. I mean, I'm, you s- I mean, you drop your first two and then you win 12 in a row? I mean, how does... That is all thankful. I mean, credit the players. They did the job on the field. But without this great fan base of maroon and gold, at Kutztown, giving them the, the the motivation behind them to really keep pushing even after starting O and really shows that they they love our fan base. And every time there's a home game, they shout us out on social media and everywhere to really pack Andre Reed Stadium and get them going. Which is why there was such disappointment that we found out the game would be out in Slippery Rock. But the fan buses and all the fans that went out to Slippery Rock really made a difference, and it just shows the heart we have. 
I mean, it was it was. I even said on the broadcast at this point, it's it's more than a game. It's it's more than just a game. There's a lot more on the line, and it's more than just who goes on next week. It's it's it was more than that. It was who was arguably going to be the best team in the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference this season. Because not only did we beat Slippery Rock here in Cutstown, we also took the fight out to them in their own home stadium with all their fans there. Because our, our I mean their their stands were packed. Let's be honest with ourselves. It was it was full. And Kutztown handled business. I mean, it. I think arguably that game right there settled the debate of who was the best team this season in the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference. And also, too, I want to make another quick point, but unfortunately we do have a uh, quick traffic report to get to. But we'll be right back here in six seconds on KUR. For the latest traffic information, download the 69 News Traffic app or go to WFMC.com. Welcome back to the Bears Beat right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KR Kutztown. I'm Josh T. And I'm James Munster, and very soon we'll be welcoming our very own Mitchell Smedley. Mitchell Smedley will be joining us in the house. But yeah, just piggybacking off of what you said, we've been talking about Kutztown and our fan base and how we beat them in our own house in the PSAC Championship and then went all the way out to Slippy Rock and beat them. We know Slippy Rock is a great team, but even me, uh, even I had my doubts going into Slippy Rock and beating them a second time because you know what they always say. It's easy to beat someone one time, but beating them two times within a month even, that is very hard to do. And oh, Jim that- Clements came up with another amazing game plan to shut down this Slippery Rock offense. And, I mean, what a win. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, you hit it right on the nail. Mitch! Yo! What's up, man? How we doing, guys? What's up? How we doing? Good, what man. a win, right? Good man. What I still can't feel my butt from that bus ride. Okay. Oh my god, that was a, that was a long bus ride. That was brutal. Okay, brutal. let me. Make, I also had a let me know, make certain someone you know sleeping like you know taking up half my seat. Okay, well, home. who was that? <laughs> who was was that? It, was that you? Okay, well, I I sat with both you on the bus. What are your What are your ratings of? Uh, s- sitting next to me for five hours straight. Buddy was great, you know. One Buddy out, was one out of ten. Oh come on! What did I do to you, John? Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Okay, yeah. Because that's about how much of my seat I had. <laughs> Eight out of ten. <laughs> All right, no, James, you were great. What I like about James is like, so I was like, not like almost, almost asleep, but I was like, you know, starting to doze off. And he would, if he had something to say, he would talk to me light enough that I knew that if I was asleep, I wouldn't feel it, if that makes any sense. <laughs> wait, but I could wait, still feel on. it and hold talk on. to him. Hold on. Can you, can you say that one more time? Because that, that's not, like, registering. So, like, he would touch you lightly. He would tap my arm, right? So, but it would be so lightly that you... It would be light enough that if I was asleep, I wouldn't feel it and wake up. He wasn't, like, interrupting me, if that makes any sense. <laughs> Let's talk about the football game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So let me make this quick point. Quick. Let me make this point real quick. Um, so we. I don't know if you guys heard me mention this on the broadcast. This was now the third consecutive year that not only the the, the Super Region One Championship was between two Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference teams or the PSAC, but let's take that a step even further. This is now the third consecutive year that a PSAC East team has won the Super Region 1 championship. Yes. 2021, Shepard. Shepard. 2022, Shepard. 2023, Kutztown. 
And what's the trend there, Josh? Shepard got absolutely destroyed in the first oh, round. I, yeah, oh, I, let's I, not that, take a look at that. But I'm, that no, was, I'm that, saying that, that, that was, that was <laughs> we tough. need to rewrite history yeah. if we're going to talk about that. Oh, so yeah. my thing with... Okay, uh, can I just finish this part? Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Nope, that's okay. I think this championship arguably puts the point that the PSAC East is... The just dominant conference. The dominant conference division. or division yeah. in all of the PSAC, in all the PSAC and Super Region 1. I, I are, think, we, uh, are we Division 2 SEC? <laughs> I, I, well, I, I said PSAC. We're the, we're the Big Ten East of Division 1. Cause, the Big Ten East. Because all three powerhouse teams come from the Big Ten East. I mean, she- Shepard's in the West, but I mean, no. Slippery Rock is in the West, but they... They choke in the playoffs. Yeah, that's like the Cowboys. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no. no, they are. They win five straight PSSC West championships, and what do they have to show for it? Nothing. They have one. They have one championship to show for it in in twenty nineteen. That's well, about. Well, Kutztown has won two of the last three overall yeah, championships. Get some. So let's get into the game though, because uh, Josh, right. I did hear you mention that uh, on the broadcast. Great work from both of you, by the way, and as well, Jack Heim. He's uh, loitering around the studio. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a gr- everybody great broadcast. Can't say enough about it. No, absolutely. And um, uh, a lot of exciting moments, a lot of tense moments, right? Yes. Especially like let's start with that second half because no, the, no, let's start. Let's start at the first. You got to start from the beginning of the game. Okay, yeah, fine. I guess let, let's, I was going to go with the most important part of the game. No, first. we'll get that. No, first we, half, we will. We first will. First half was about offense, right? I think the first half was oh, offense. 100%. Second half was defense. First yeah. half, three for three, offensive drive, right down the field. Tick tack toe, kaboom! Um, that really, I mean, it gave the the Golden Bears the lead to play from. Right, that was important. You can't get behind Slippery Rock because they have the ability to just choke you out uh, if if you get one dimensional and playing from behind against them. Right, so you kept your running game uh, of threat throughout the entire game by getting the early lead. Uh, you had the quick strike. Right, we talked about it in the in the pregame. Right, whether Kutztown would be able to to have big plays through the air. Well, I watched that that. Uh, Slippery Rock game in the in the PSAC championship, that's how they got things started, right? They had a couple chunk plays through the air, and they were able to hit Gibson over the middle. He turns a slant route into a big, what was it, 59-yard touchdown? 53-yard touchdown. 53-yard touchdown. Man, what a play that was. I mean, it was just it was a, a spark for the rest of the game. Uh, it gave the team something to, to latch onto. It gave the defense pause when trying to crash on the run, right? So now they had to play back and respect our pass because Judd proves he can hit his guys. And uh, I, I think that was a huge tone setter, just like it was a few weeks ago. Thoughts? Yeah. Well, you you uh, basically said it perfectly. You you need to go off. You need to start offensively strong against Slippery Rock because you can't go behind them with how good their offense is and how quickly they can drive. And they proved that after we hit that huge play to Mackay Gibson, they turn around right on offense, full of confidence, and drive down the field. Um, I think it was a ten play, seventy yard drive. And I remember being on the sideline with you, Mitch, and you you were like, "That is how you melodically." Uh, make the, the perfect drive, and that's when you really started to get nervous because we, yeah, Kutztown makes those long plays to score touchdowns, but you can't do that every single drive. Where Slippy Rock had the perfect drive down the field, which really set the tone for them on offense. So looking at the, so looking at that first drive, uh, James, just um, kind of solidifying that um, it was a five play, sixty five yard, two minute seventeen second drive did end in the touchdown, and I, I think you guys are right. I think you guys do have a, a strong point. I mean, specifically in the Super Region 1 Championship, but more looking more closely, I think against Slippery Rock, 
you have to get off to that quick start. I mean, we saw that not only in the PSAC Championship game, we're seeing that here now. I mean, if you get behind Slippery Rock, they'll make you pay. There's no question That's about they it. They do. They pile it on. They will. And, I mean, specifically in the second half, I don't know if you guys heard me mention that on the broadcast. They, they're, you know, for most of the season, they were a strong second-half team. And the reason I say that is specifically looking at that Cal U game they had during the regular season. I mean, they were they were only up, by, up or down by four. I can't really remember that well, and I do apologize for that. You know, in that second half, they came out of the locker room firing on all cylinders. So, what I'm, I think you guys do have a point. Getting off to that strong start and putting the fire right to them, and they makes to their them, credit though. Slippery Rock responded each and every time. They oh had, yeah, I, the only offensive drive that didn't culminate in a touchdown for either team in the first half was the uh, the fumble um, down on Kutztown's side of the field that Slippery Rock had. Cr- credit to Justin Harris for re- recovering that. Um, you know, that one turnover, there was a seven-point difference at halftime, and that was the difference because Slippery Rock would move the ball up and down the field right along with Kutztown, who also, each time Slippery Rock would score, Kutztown would respond, which was just beautiful to watch. And yeah. Contrast that with the third quarter, zero points put up, and that's because of red zone defense, right? First half Defense overall, offense. Mitch. I mean, I mean, well, right? it was all red zone, though, because they moved the ball down the field three straight times, all the way down the field. Inside the 10-yard line, and a turnover on downs, another fumble, and then, I mean, Antoine Lloyd, play of the game with the 103-yard pick six, Yeah, that which was I, I got insane. word today that you could see me on the on the broadcast running down the sideline. Uh, yeah, on, the, uh, <laughs> on, that, on that news story, I did see that, yeah. By the um, way, sorry to cut you off, Josh. Nope, that's okay, what's up? Fourth member of our broadcast team, Jack Heim, welcome to the program. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hi, Jack. Hi, Jack. How we doing? What's up? But, All right. So what I've been hearing is... So, Jack, I, I hate to interrupt you, oh. but we do have to get a quick word from the station. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Bad time to interrupt. That is really not the best timing. I'm so sorry. But, Jack, save your point. We will get to it right after the break. But coming up on the flip side of the break, we'll talk more about the Super Rock game and look at this school called Colorado School of... Minds. You're listening to the Bears Beat right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. KUR, stay with us. Bears Beat. KUR, the radio voice of Kutztown University. KUR, Kutztown. Josh Two. I'm James Munster. I'm Mitchell Smedley again. <laughs> and I'm Jack Hine. And I'm, and I'm Jack Hine. And our, and our sideline reporter was almost... I was not reduced to tears. I gotta yell at Rachel. No, he was reduced to tears. I was not. I was not. I think you were. Did you guys hear James in the background going, "Watch out, watch out!" Because the whole team's running right at me while I'm doing the report. I have the video of that. Side. You have a video of it. Well, on the (laughs) on my personal Instagram, I made a video of the whole team running at the sideline after the after they clinched the win. Yeah. And yeah, you were right there. I was right there. Um, what a win, though. So, yeah. that second half, that red zone defense came to play. I mean, Absolutely. That's what saved the game. You're up by seven. You're up by seven, and three separate times they get into your inside your 10-yard line, and you don't give up a single point, let alone you put seven more of your own up on the board and basically ice the game at that point. Well, we know how much Josh loves defense. Uh, he, didn't even, <laughs> he didn't even give them credit for his player of the game. He I with the Judd Novak. I mean, I thought okay, Judd played an amazing he game. Fought, he played him. Uh, he played okay. Played good. 
He had two how can you say touch- how can you say okay. he played good? Okay. It was, oh, he had two, didn't score in the was, second it, half. It was a tale of two halves yes. in this offense. Let, he let, played a great first half. Let, let's paint an accurate picture here, guys. Thank you. So okay. we go into the half up what 21-13? 14? Uh, yes. So we go up by a touchdown. The offense does not score a single point not a single in the second point. half. They, now, was it all like was it all on their fault? Not particularly. Their starting field position for every drive was backed inside their own ten. Um, so, I mean, that that's when you're at a disadvantage when you're starting so deep in your own territory every time. Uh, but also, I mean, you got to look at it. You know, we, we talked about this red zone defense in the second half, too. Make no mistake about it. You don't give up 500 total yards in a game and win very often. Compared to no. your offense putting up 205 total yards. Uh, this, is, this is an anomaly. This is a game that you don't see very often. If you put this same game script... Out ten out of ten times, I, I would say majority it goes Slippery Rock. But the problem is the Rock made the mistakes. Yeah, they, they gave Kutztown the gifts, the turnovers, uh, the penalties. That really you could phrase it like that, or you could say that there was Kutztown had a good bend but don't break thing going. No, I mean, so let's they, they, they well, made timely plays, but Slippery Rock also made some timely miscues. So let's let's just take so let's just take a look at some of these statistics from the game. So. Rock had it. Following up Jack's point, Rock did have 500 total yards to Kutztown's 200. Yeah, that's, the, the, that's the, the, my favorite stat of the game. The killer, though. Hilarious. The killer, though. Three turnovers for the Rock. Kutztown only had one. The Rock had 27 first downs to Kutztown's 11. Time of possession: Kutztown 22 minutes to the Rock's 38 minutes. I and mean, keep that, in mind, most of KU's stats are coming in the first half. That's not recipe for success, though. That's no. my problem. We I definitely don't... can't do that against school minds, but no. But I think this is. I think I got to give credit to Jack here. We came up to the booth after the game, and we were all still in shock. And oh like, yeah, such I... an amazing feeling after that win. And Jack calmly says they clearly outplayed us, <laughs> and we were all like, "No, what are you talking about?" I disagree about? with but, that. But Jack had a calm head. He he realized um, right away that we kind of got lucky there, but. Credit to Kutztown, they pulled out the win, but the stats prove that if we do this against School of Mines this Saturday, it's not going to be pretty. It will not work. I, I think we played a great game as well. I think that they Kutztown focused on the areas that matter, right? They focused on finishing drives. They focused on uh, creating turnovers. Fourth down defense. Special teams was amazing too. I mean, Special a couple teams. of good returns. and Good returns, right? Punts, that second the, touchdown drive. Punters part are of the reason, too. Yeah, part of the reason that that we don't have as many offensive yards are because uh, a couple of our scoring drives in the first half started closer to the end zone. We only had to go 32 yards on the second drive. Yeah. I mean, same, same can be said for them, though. Our kick return coverage all day was not not up to par. I mean, No, they, I don't. I think they were getting good returns most of the day. Yeah, Kylan Wilson was doing a heck of a what, job. What, 120 for yards for him? Four returns, I think pushing 130 return yards. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm saying all of this not to take away from what they did no. on Saturday. It was a great achievement, a great win. This is the furthest they've made it in program history. They should be recognized and commended for that. It was a heck of an effort. Of course. They had to grind it out and scratch it you know, out every single play towards the end of that game. But the stats tell the story. I mean, one stat we didn't even bring up yet, Slippery Rock ran over 90 offensive plays. Compared to Kutztown, I believe they were in the 40s. Do you know why that is? Because Kutztown wouldn't let them have the one big play that killed them. They made them go the length of the field. And you see it in the NFL. That's the new defensive philosophy. That's the new wave, right? You make them go the length of the field. Like, you don't allow the big play. You make them go first, second, third down, move the chains, right? And eventually, the thinking is you're going to have the mistake. And time in and time out, Kutztown created the mistake at the most crucial points. And then the skill players, right? Anton Lloyd takes one 103 yards. That contributes to the win. I I definitely don't think Kutztown got... 
just masterfully outplayed in this game. And I the, think they were right there with It was them. a tale of two halves. Kutztown won the first half. Yes, they won the game in the second, you know, by, by outlasting the 7-2 in the second, second half. half. But, this, I mean, look. They outscored them. Slipper Rock played better in the second half. They just, they just never, they, they didn't get rewarded because well, they committed mistakes. A lot of Kutztown's mistakes. offense they in committed the fourth mistakes. quarter, Kutztown's offense in the fourth quarter was let's run the ball and take the clock down because we're up by two scores. That was a lot of Kutztown's offense. And Slippery Rock, once they get you one dimension, they can figure that out. So, you know? so, so gentlemen, Kutztown I. Kutztown also lost Daryl Davis McNeil for a little while. Um, so, so, gentlemen, I, I hate to break up this conversation, but it is the 50 minute mark. And I know you guys weren't here to uh, experience this, but James was a. Uh, so kindly warming himself up to read the KOR notebook. Um, you know, he read it at the 10 minute mark. So he wants yeah, to, he wants to do it, James. He wants, he wants to Better hear it. be perfect. And if it is, we're going to give him a round of applause deal. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. From the KUR notebook, KUR has got a lot of history behind it from its inception as WKSC and WRKO to the reboot in 2005 to now KUR history has got you covered. And if that interested you, Go ahead and give KUR History a follow over on Instagram at, at KUR History and uncover the lore behind this long-running station. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice at Kutztown University, KUR. Pretty good. Nine out of ten. I, I Other thought, than the two ads, it was perfect. I thought that was really good, James. Good um, job, James. All right. so, well, uh, so, I just wanted to say something, Josh, before I let you okay. ramble. We only have about nine minutes left. I want to get into some predictions. Yes. We, so, Mitch and Jack were just debating about last game. Jack think, I mean, Jack thinks... S- Slippy Rock outperformed us, as I kind of do too. But Mitch believes it was the, the win wasn't luck. They, it's not it was luck. all because it's not of skill. But let's get into some predictions to see. So if- I feel like oh. the best way to do this is to talk a little about a little bit about Colorado School of Mind. So they are a big engineering school out in uh, the Denver, Colorado area er- er- area. Uh, as Mitch said, uh, the Golden. Um, area um their their biggest weapon they have in their toolbox john matosha i mean he's up for the harlan hill award himself i mean we talked numerous times um i know i think i think a couple of us talked numerous times about the season he's having i mean he he's just his, his stats are unbelievable to say the least i mean there's no doubt in my mind that he will not win the harlan hill award he's definitely going to win it if he doesn't i'd be shocked but I mean, Colorado School Mines—they were the runner. They were the runner-up last year. They lost forty-one fourteen in the final to Ferris State. Um, I mean, I'm I'm looking at this, and you know, for a while, I don't think they've ever won a national championship. I mean, they did win the runner-up last year, but I mean, they're they're a good school. But good I mean, school, I I mean, I feel like everyone's beatable. So I mean, let's get into some predictions. I mean. You know, it's the final four now. Let's let's look at some matchups. I mean, it's just two: Colorado School Mines, Kutztown, Harding, Lenore, Ryan. Uh, the Harding Lenore Ryan's at twelve. Kutztown plays at three thirty. Both are on ESPN Plus. Um, we'll we'll start off with the Colorado School Mines Kutztown matchup. What do we got, boys? I'll let y'all go first. That's uh, no, you go first. No, Jack, are we Jack. are we being biased here? But I I unbiased. Right, I'm biased. I'm taking the Kutztown Golden Bears in this one. Okay, let's go. Nice job, James. <laughs> I wanted to be the last one because I thought all of you were going to go Colorado, but I will second you. Okay, I think we can make them. I think we can do similar to what we did to Slippery Rock with a little more offensive performance. Exactly, I think we can make them go the length of the field, create the turnovers. We have playmakers on this defense, right? My C.J. Brown, Antoine Lloyd. I hope so. He came back into the game right after that injury. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he should be playing. Right. We have guys that can take the football away from this offense. Yeah, I would love for my phone to load so I can be able well, to craft my, that, my take. You but. could go into more in depth than your prediction, but I was just going to say, I think Colorado School of Mines sees this little school from Pennsylvania coming all the way over to Colorado and thinking they can just blow them out. Yep. That is what is the problem. Kutztown's going to go over there. They're going to be in the right state of mind. Jim Clements, you can debate, is one of the best coaches in the country. He's going to have the best game plan possible to go against them. And, you know, I think he's going to have all the tools set into place to put everything together. And, I mean... This team is made of seniors who just want this so badly for the team and Kutztown as a school. I just feel they're going to want it more. I mean, School school Minds wants that revenge to get back to the Natty and try and take back what they believe is theirs. But I, no team in Kutztown has ever made it this far. I just feel like the passion that they're going to bring, it's it's just going to be unprecedented. I'll pass it on to you guys because you only have a few minutes left. Yeah, I think it's a close game, Kutztown by four. Ooh, Four. That's Josh, it. you want to go first? Thirty-one no, twenty-seven. J- Jack, you got it, my friend. You got it. All right, I'm going to be the first to differ from the pack here. I'm going to go School of Mines to win this game okay. and uh, move back on to the, uh, to the national championship game. Here's why. It's not just what's going to happen on the field. There's external factors here that are going to affect Kutztown going into this game. The altitude in, in this stadium is well over 5,000 feet. That is an adjustment that you have to get acclimated to, and it's not quick. This is a team who knows how to play at their home field. They have a blatant home field advantage. This is a team who averages 50 points per game. They allow just 11 points per game. They have some quality wins. They outlasted Grand Valley State, who was in this tournament up until last round uh, earlier this season. You know, James wanted to use the argument that that Kutztown is going to be the more hungry team going into this game. I think you can argue the exact opposite, uh, that this School of Mines team came so close a year ago, and they now know that they're back in the Final Four for the third straight year. They they know this is their year. Uh, they they know that, look, this field is not going to get more open for them. This is the best opportunity that the Ore Diggers have had to win the national championship. Uh, they're at their home field. They're going to have their home fans there. I think a lot of factors are leaning their way. We, we mentioned how dynamic they are offensively with their quarterback. They have a dynamic receiver who's over 1,500 yards as well. Um, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to go School of Mines to win rather convincingly, uh, and the team of destiny for Kutztown season will come to an end after accomplishing so much and having the best year in program history. You tip their cap to them, but I, I just don't see this one going their way. I question, mean, question real quick, Josh. Uh, I seem sure, to remember Mitch. me and Jack on a phone call discussing, I believe it was the Slippery Rock first game. Slippery Rock averaged 46 points a game. They gave up about 12. Yeah, what now, did we do to that team? That score was 31-7, yeah, and, and then we beat them again. I don't care how much these teams score or give up. Kutztown has proven they are right there with them. They have a high-caliber defense, a potent offense. I mean, Okay, 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 okay. So this offense is better than the team we just played. Average 218 rushing yards a game and 307 passing yards. A team who just got gashed in the secondary, by the way. Slippery Rock was doing whatever they wanted with the RPOs underneath. They just couldn't turn it into points. Am I supposed to be convinced that you're going to play an offense that's better at home? What did we do the, to Slippery Rock the first time we saw them, though? Complete shutdown. They, they had to see us first and then game plan around that, and they found a little more success. We absolutely shut them down in the, in the PSAC championship. Expect, expect great success for Kutztown, uh, you know, on offense especially, I think, in All this right. game. So. All right, so we have two Kutztown, one Mines, and here we have Josh to 
make a tire. I mean, it's it always comes down to me. I I I hate that. So I mean, I always disagreed with you know since day one that people would have teams would have home field advantage when it came to the semifinal. I think you need to take that factor out of the equation. I've been saying that. You know, I I I think that's I I don't know why they they do it. The committee does that. But I mean, it's it's a it's a factor that you certainly do have to play into account. I think school minds—they're uh, just—it's a type of team that Kutztown has not quite seen yet. So, give me Kutztown. Yes. Give me uh, give me Kutztown. Give me Kutztown. Give me Kutztown. I. So you're gonna uh, make me the villain. Yes. I I you, you know if Don't play the if, Imperial if March school, for Jack. If uh, I'll get on that right now, actually. I will. That's Jack. I will. Because I actually have that in my folder. No way. There's no I, way. I, I, I do. That's crazy. I do. I'll play right now. There you go, Mitch. But I have Kutztown winning it. Not by much, by three. I think Kutztown goes out there, handles business, nice. and shows Colorado what these Golden Bears are made of. Let's go to the finals, boys. Let's go. Thank Let's you for go. listening to another episode of the Bears Beat right here on KUR. Make sure to tune in next week as we break down more Golden Bears matchups and look forward to some more matchups right we'll here. Pre- we'll be predicting the national championship next week. Absolutely, right here on the Bears Beat on KUR.